Super Talk Mississippi media production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Happy Hump Day, Eagle fan listeners. Glad you're with us this afternoon. Bob Getty and Kelly Center. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Court Studios here in Hattiesburg. Also, our Laurel Studio, now sponsored by Southern Bank Court. We appreciate that. Uh, glad you're with us. Luke's still out. Kelly and I manning the fort, so to speak. And a good show for you today. Assistant basketball coach Anthony Winchester is about to join us. Eagles on the eve of a three-game road swing in Conference USA. Daniel Stewart from Southern Bank Corps will be on the show later as well. Opening segment sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit, the proud supporters of our show and Southern Miss Athletics, and people we're proud to call our friends. Great food seven days a week. Great place to cater your next event. No matter big or small, Dickey's can handle it. All right, Coach Anthony Winchester on the Eagle Hour as the Golden Eagles get ready tomorrow to take on Texas-San Antonio, Saturday UTEP. Coach, first let me, where are you? Are you in Texas or are you still here in Mississippi? I'm actually at the airport as we speak. So oh. My flight got delayed a little bit. Uh, we take off in about an hour, so I'm actually hanging out here in the airport in New Orleans. At the airport. All right, well, Coach, first of all, you, you lost your first two games to covid uh, is there any news on when those games might be rescheduled or replayed? Have you heard anything? I have not heard anything. You know, the the conference hasn't hasn't released anything yet either. Is um, like like you know the plan you know going forward on those games. And if you look at our if you look at like the games we have, you know, going forward, it's going to be tough to make them up. So I'm not sure how we're going to approach that, or you know what the game plan is. To be honest. What are, what are the odds that Conference USA would not be ahead of the curve on this? <laughs> we're, we're shocked. Because uh, yeah. you guys have been out for a while now uh, due to the holidays and, and then the loss of uh, a loss of those games to the virus. Has, has this been a, a good opportunity to get the team kind of regrouped, rested, and ready for this three-game road swing? Well, I think it has. You know, if you want to look at it that way, you know, obviously, you know, with COVID, it's been tough for a lot of teams. But I think I think everyone is having these problems, you know. But, you know, I think for our guys, it is a long season. You know, we do have, um, if you look at, you know, the games coming up, you know, it's, I think if we look back at this little break, it could be good for us. You know, I don't think I don't think anyone, like, was happy about having to miss those two games at home to, like, the kickoff conference. But, you know, it's what happened. So, from there, you know, we just had to regroup, and it did give a couple guys, like, some time off and a good little break and, you know. Right. I think hopefully hopefully going forward, you know, once we get to March, we can look back at this break and and hopefully it was good for us. Coach Winchester, if you had a punch list coming back from the break, some things that you want to get tidied up the quickest, what would you prioritize as the top three things you wanted to get the Eagles to clean up going forward? Yeah, that's a great question. If you look at our last game against East Carolina, you know, I think we played them really tough. You know, I yeah. think for us, if you if you go back to that game, the one thing that really killed us is our turnovers. Right. So that would be number one. You know, I think we have to get that under control. 
Um, number two is, you know, I think another thing that hurt us that game is the is our because our rebounding in the first half, you know, they if you look at the numbers, they really hurt us on the glass on the. Um, and number three, I think is, you know, I would look at our execution down the stretch. You know, that was one of the first games that, if you look there at the last couple minutes, we didn't really execute great. You know, I think we got to put the guys in the right position to to be successful, and then from there they got to execute. So I would look at those. You know. You know, coming back, those would you know probably probably be the top you know three things that's the key on. And and I know that nobody wants to hear this necessarily, but but you still you still have a very young team, all right. And it would seem to me reasonable to assume that as these guys mature a little bit, some of that stuff is going to clean up itself. Is that it is is that reasonable? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think that goes with every team. You know, kind of you know obviously. So we were you know we. If we could go back to some of those games, you know, we would hope for a different result. But I think that's part of the learning process. And, you know, like you said, if you if you do look at our youth, you know, you, we have a guy like Rashad Bolden who has, you know, he's kind of been a little bit up and down. But if you look at the past probably, you know, month or so, like 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 he's been playing great. You can attest a little bit of that to Tay Hardy being out too, which has really hurt us, I think. But, you know, I think I think if we can just have our guys together every day, you know, every game, if we just keep on getting better by the time, you know, we get to, you know, hopefully February, you know, we can be clicking. And and emotionally and from a morale standpoint, talk about what it would mean for you guys to get one, particularly a conference win on the road. And this UTSA game is certainly doable. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, any, like, you know, I think if you, if you look at a basketball season and then, you know, conference, you know, once you get the conference, that's when everything really starts to heat up. You know, isn't in you know, your conference play, everybody kind of knows each other. Um, and the games are just always tougher. On the road, at home, it's just always going to be a tough game. You know, UTSA, it's a great opportunity for us. You know, even with it being on the road. You know, I think, I think both the games are a great opportunity for us. I'm really looking forward to seeing how we come out against UTSA. And hopefully going into Saturday, you know, we can, we can have a little... Yeah, but, have a little momentum. You yeah, know? but how does how does that change? How would that change the morale outlook and the morale status of a team to just to win one, particularly on the road? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I mean, anytime you get a win, you know that always helps. I mean, winning makes everything better. I think that's what everyone says. So, you know, obviously that's what we're playing for is the win. So, you know, I like our chances. You know, we've had a good week of practice. You know, our guys have our guys have really. Um, our guys have really had a um, great attitude after the whole COVID deal kind of shut us down there for a little bit, but they bounced back and we had a great week. Coach, I know you're talking to us from the airport in New Orleans. Please tell me you're not having to uh, do your Eagle Hour interview with a mask on. <laughs> I'm actually over here in the I'm over here in the corner, kind of hiding out so I don't get in trouble. <laughs> so I, I got it down for now. Of course, that could be a problem too with you hanging out in the corner, being on a phone. Security <laughs> might not they might not like that either. Yeah. You know? Coach, you I'm said something. I'm pacing by myself. You, you said, you know, you said something about March. I think is true. Is is this a fair thing to say? Really, the only thing that matters is how you do in the tournament, and you use the conference games to build your momentum and build your chemistry. Because when you get in that tournament, winning that tournament is what's going to get you to postseason play. 
Absolutely. I mean, if you look at Conference USA, you know, I think it's a one big lead for now. I think there was aspirations of it, of that being different. But I think, you know, the way it's, you know, the past probably three years, the past, you know, like at least a couple years or even three years, I think it's like it's, you know, kind of been that way as a one big league. And I, I, I think if you look at the teams now and the records and who they played, it's going to be that way again this year. Yeah. So for us, I mean, absolutely. But but you could argue, though, if you look at the success that the Conference USA, the lone team, albeit, that has been to the NCAA tournament, Conference USA's te- teams have 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 been pretty formidable. Well, well, and the conference has gotten screwed a couple times. Yeah. There should have been more than one Conference USA team in the tournament. Right, and I mean, a couple of years ago, when Southern Miss, Middle Tennessee practically ran the board, and the Eagles upset them in the conference tournament, and by they're by any litmus test, Middle Tennessee, even though they didn't win Conference USA, should have gotten into the tournament. But we put them out. Now, I'm not, I don't feel sorry for them. But, but, but you I'm had to saying. get that 500 SEC team in the tournament, Kelly. You had to make room for them. Well, now, you said that, Bob. I, I, I didn't say that. But, but the point is well taken that really the week that counts, really counts. Is the tournament. Is the Conference USA tournament. Right. right. Uh, coach, I had a really no famous question. coach years ago by the name of Denny Crum at Louisville tell me, I don't care how many games I win in November and December. The only thing I care about is how many games I'm winning in March. Does that still hold true, you think, in college basketball? I think it does. I think it does. You know, I think, I mean, especially for us right now, I hope it holds true. You know, I think, you know, you know, we told our team, if you look at, like, our season, okay, so we start a new season, essentially, like, and that's conference season. So we're, so we're 0-0. You know, for us going in, I think that, if we can have some momentum here, I think we have a have a great opportunity, like you guys talked about with UTSA. But you know, hopefully, hopefully we can build on this and just get better every day. You know, I think for us, you know, we try not to talk about like like wins and losses, but instead the process. And the process is just you know you know, what you do every day, right? And then if you keep doing those things and you're consistent, hopefully you can build on that, and it does lead to wins. And, and if you do that, that's all you can do as a player and a coach. All right, Coach. Well, safe travels to you. Uh, if you get in any trouble with security about being in the corner, give them Kelly's phone number, and uh, he'll try to talk you out of it. We're, we 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 appreciate your time, and uh, good luck to you guys on the road this week and this weekend. All right, guys. I appreciate it. Anthony Winchester, everybody. Assistant basketball coach, Southern Miss. In the corner of the New Orleans airport, secretly talking to the Eagle Hour without a mask. And man, we, we gotta get this win at UTSA. It would be it would be, as the former president would say, huge if they could get this one on the road. We'll be back. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, welcome back to the uh, Southern Bancourt Studio here in Hattiesburg. That's where Kelly and I are broadcasting the Eagle Hour on the Super Talk Radio Network and online, uh, supertalkhattiesburg.com, supertalklaurel.com, supertalkmacomb.com, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes. 
Boy, look at you. I'm telling you, I don't know what any of that means, but... And, I, and you wouldn't know how to no. do it, right, Bob? Oh, you absolutely would. not, but people smarter than me, which that encompasses a big percentage of the population, I think they not, do know how to do it. I think not necessarily the term smarter, perhaps the word younger. Both, yes, you know. yes. That would My kids, my two children, it would both would apply, younger, smarter. Okay. Yeah. Better looking. Some, sometimes I'm not sure that the younger kids are smarter, but you know. No, but when it comes to that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. My 11-year-old grandson is Einstein compared to me. I've got a question. Who sponsors this segment? Would it be, this, Camp, would it be Campus Bookmark, per And chance? Kathleen. Do you know anything about that Ms. Place? Kathleen Sick, of course I do. Great lady. Yeah. Go out of, go out of your way. Go out of her way to make sure that, uh, that we, whatever you're looking for, if the oddity that they wouldn't have it in stock they'll they'll find it for you somewhere it's almost like a challenge to them you know for you to ask them right. for something they don't have I, I don't say this for any other reason than total honesty you will never meet a kinder nicer person than kathleen too especially when when you're like me and you tell her what size you wear right it's real it's right real hard for people to not gasp yeah <laughs> why do they put those sizes over by the tents is that just a coincidence i think it, j- just coincidence that's all it is yeah and and you know they're they're wrapped in special paper you know so that when yeah. you take it home that nobody's actually seeing that you, you have to buy it's campus bookmark open six days a week on hardy street right across from the campus you can also shop online at campusbookmart.net. you can also call campus bookmark you can tell miss kathleen what you're looking for she'll find it for you and they'll send it to you i mean so they there's just no way you can't buy something from there. Oh, yeah, but it's a lot more fun to go in and browse. Oh, I, there's no I, question I about that. Well, Bob, COVID is is reeking, rearing its ugly head again this time in women's basketball. Yeah. One of the two games this week for the Lady Eagles that were scheduled at home. The game against uh, UTEP this coming Saturday has been canceled. So if you're making plans to go to the Lady Eagles game, that game is off. And I know some people say, well, is it, post- uh, is it postponed or is it canceled? I, we don't know. Yeah, uh, they're not going to play it. Let's just say that. Don't show up on Saturday because because there's there's right. not going to be a game. Know. And in an effort to kind of get ahead of the curve on potential schools that are coming to the Sun Belt, uh, talked to the Sun Belt office this morning in New Orleans, and uh, and of course the official word from the Sun Belt is: Look, we can't say anything until those prospective schools, including Marshall, James Madison, Southern Miss, wink, wink, and Old Dominion. Until, until they say that wink. they're coming early, we have nothing to say. Wink, wink. You know, but but it is reasonable. It's understandable. Yeah, yeah. But it, and it's also reasonable to think that if the, any of these schools are going to make the jump before July of 2023, that the announcement would have to be coming pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. This is not, it, it would seem to me, just from a logical standpoint, this is not something you could announce June 1st and say we're coming July 1st. Right? Because you have... The logistics of scheduling games, particularly in football, you know, you'd have to work out. And and these details might be being worked out as we speak. But so far, no official word from Southern Miss that it's going to join the Sun Belt before July of 2023. Now, we anticipate that that's coming. But right now, officially, that is not the case. And the Sun Belt's, as you just mentioned, perfectly logical. But the Sun Belt says until any of those schools says any more about it, we have nothing to say about it. They were re- really cool about it. Hopefully we'll get somebody from the conference on, on the show here in the, in the next couple of weeks. But, Jerry, they're not going to – they're, they're going to hold the deck pretty tight until 
the attorneys say, yeah, it's okay to. Well, what, what's the old adage? Not my show, not my monkeys. You know, it's it, until the schools decide that they're going to announce something. Uh, the conference works for the schools, essentially, so they're not going to let the cat out of the bag. I just hope it comes pretty soon so we can have the conference baseball tournament here, win it for another one last time, and then say, adios. Whatever. Fill in what you want to say. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> but, it's, you know, if it's, as we it's mentioned. It's been fun. As we mentioned yesterday, those Louisiana Tech fans yeah. uh, have led that campaign to, to see that Southern Miss gets the tournament taken away from them, which and, I don't know. And as Scott Berry rightly reminded us yesterday there's been some great baseball in conference usa and coach mccormick down at florida atlantic coaching staff at uh, louisiana tech coaching staff at rice they've all really worked hard along with scott to build up conference usa baseball and uh, last year was probably the pinnacle with four teams in the ncaa tournament uh, but you know and it's like we said you bring in old dominion and southern miss to an already pretty daggum good baseball conference, and boy, the Sun Belt is elevated. And the rivalry with Louisiana Tech, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a drag that Louisiana Tech isn't going to the Sun Belt because look at look at what that program yeah. has had to deal with the last two or three years with the Love Shack getting completely blown over by right. you know a tornado. They've had to to rebuild that that whole situation. Then they get the word that they're they're not they're going to get stuck in Conference USA because of some right. political <clears throat> stuff apparently that that went on years ago with other institutions in Louisiana. So it's it's really a shame, you know, what they've you know what and the twenty seven games a year we play with them last, last, last year, year. Yeah. yeah yeah twenty seven games what twenty seven twenty eight I kind of <laughs> lost track something like that but I got a little dizzy watching them play but it was a great series two was, really good teams no, it was every game was fantastic really. All right, I'm going to switch gears here just a moment. About four minutes left in the segment. We're going to bring Daniel Stewart on in the next segment. Uh, LSU got beat last night by Kansas State, and I guess that wraps up the college bowl season. And in all fairness, LSU's coaches staff was decimated. They didn't even have a quarterback. I guess all those guys that opted out, transferred, whatever it is they do these days, which is just another mess for a discussion for another time. But the SEC finished 3-7, and seven, and yet the SEC will have the national champion. So you got two you got two teams playing for the national championship. So you take those two out of the scenario, and your conference goes one and seven, one win, seven losses in the bowl games. But yet all you hear on ESPN and other shows that I won't mention is the superiority of SEC football over the rest of the nation. Those two things kind of don't jive with me, Kelly. Your thoughts about that? I agree with you. Here's here's why it doesn't here's in particular why it doesn't jive because the SEC argument is well we don't have a lot of our teams don't have great records because we're playing each other and we're all so good you can't win every game. Well in the bowl season you're not playing right. other teams in your conference. Right. You're playing if you if you buy the argument that the SEC is at the top of the hill, you're not only not playing an SEC team in a bowl game, you're playing somebody that is not as good as you. Right. And you go and crap the bed. Right. At one and seven. Can you so, say that? So that bed? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't think that that, the argument just does not hold water. No. Not to take anything away from the fact that Georgia and Alabama are playing for the national championship. Alabama's the best program in the country, hands down. Georgia, a very elite college football program. But you get past that and... Every team except Arkansas got beat. Beat. That's just a simple fact. They went to the bowl game, they got beat. 
I heard an excuse the other day. Well, yeah, but, you know, everybody doesn't have all their players, and some of the SE schools were not excited about playing in the bowl. Well, that's just a bunch of crap. I mean, and if that's the attitude on your football team, then you shouldn't go to the bowl game. Stay home. 100%. And and the the other thing you have to put into that equation is when you look at – because the SEC will say, well, look at our overall record against non-conference opponents. Well, 90% of those games, I dare say, Correct. are played at home at the SEC venue. Against far inferior opponents. And probably with SEC officials. Correct. You know, against teams that the vast majority, if not all of them, are not in bowl games. So if you're going to, I mean, so that's kind of the deal. All right, we're going to stroke you the check for $1.8 or $2 million. But you're going to come in here, you're going to get our officials. You're going to, it's going to be, I mean, you're pretty much, you know what you're here for. Correct. Right? So, so the, that argument, too, of we'll look at our record against the best of the other teams in the country, that doesn't hold water either because, again, 90% of those games, you're getting to play at home. And right. any school has a better record at home than they do on the road. Is the SEC a extremely good football conference? Yes. Nobody would argue that. Is the SEC so far ahead of the other conferences as you hear it portrayed primarily on ESPN – I think the bowl records indicate no, they're not. I think the SEC is obviously one of the top competitive conferences in the country in football, but that's what they are. They're not, they're not the king of the hill. If you want to restate it to make it certainly more digestible, you could say Alabama and Georgia are very, very strong, probably, you know, probably the two Correct. best teams in the Correct. country. Correct. But not the rest of the... Not no, the, that's exactly right. And up until the last year or so, you would have put Clemson in that group. They seem to have fallen back a little bit. Clearly, those are the two best college football teams in America this year. And ultimately, they should be playing for the national championship. I'm not arguing that, but I'm just saying that the myth continues to exist. And when you look at this bowl season, pretty hard to explain the myth. The marketing department at the SEC... Should, should win an award every year. Oh, they're, they're, they are the best. Because whatever they're they selling, are the best. whatever they're selling, a lot of America yeah. is buying. They we're, are they are the best. We're not, but the, most Correct. of America is. When we come back, Daniel Stewart on the Eagle Hour. We're going to talk a little baseball, talk about our new sponsor, studio sponsor. Stick around. The Eagle Hour. Third segment of the Eagle Hour, sponsored every day by Fourth Street Bar and Grill. Great place, good friends of ours, delicious food, the best $8.95 plate lunch in Hattiesburg. Unbelievable Southern Miss memorabilia all throughout the building, and the big game is always on a TV somewhere at Fourth Street Bar and Grill. Glad you're with us on the Eagle Hour this afternoon around the Super Talk Radio Network. If you're listening online, any of our three online locations, and of course, you can catch our podcast later. Uh, today on uh, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, all sorts, Stitcher. I think I got it right. 
think that's right. Kevin. I'm just I'm just mesmerized when you say all those words, Bob. You it's know, amazing. I, it really is. That's that's a, really I know amazing. you have no idea what you're saying. No, but I can but, say them. Yeah, you can. You can. <laughs> <laughs> We're broadcasting from the Southern Bancorp Studio here in Hattiesburg this afternoon. Now, our next guest is actually an officer with the bank. But before we get to that, I want to read this. This is from 2002. This is about our next guest. This is one reason we like this guy so much. So this is a news clipping? This is a news clipping from 2002 sent to me. Senior pitcher Daniel Stewart threw his first complete game of the season as Southern Miss defeated visiting Mississippi State 6-3 Wednesday at Pete Taylor Park. After giving up two early runs in the second inning, Stewart settled down, allowed just one hit and three base runners over the final seven frames. Senior right-hander gave up three runs, two earned, and just four hits in the game while striking out one. So anybody that takes down the mighty Bulldogs is a friend of ours. And then Daniel told me, Kelly, in 2001, his junior year, he beat Mississippi State at Dooley Noble Field in Starkville. So, Daniel, welcome back to the Eagle Hour. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's hard to believe that was 20 years ago. It was 20 years ago, wasn't it, now that you bring it up? Yeah. Yeah, but some things never change. I mean, Southern Miss beating Mississippi State, you know. Correct. And you still throw a fastball, can't you, Daniel? I, I, I can still do it. I don't I don't know how fast it would be, but, um, you know, I can still make a good go of it. <laughs> as, as President Clinton would say, what does fast mean? Yeah, right. right. <laughs> Daniel is now the Senior Vice President for Commercial Lending at Southern Bank Corps. And first of all, we just want to thank uh, you and everybody at the bank for coming on board as our studio sponsor. That means the world to us. And, uh we're just happy to have uh, Southern Bank Corps and the Eagle Hour family, Daniel. Yeah, thank you. We are excited to be back involved again, and uh, always love what you guys do, and we're really happy to be a part of it. Tell tell our listeners about Southern Bank Corps. I know it's an Arkansas-based uh, corporation, and you've got a really beautiful bank down in the the yeah. new happening part of Hattiesburg, which is Midtown. Right. Well, you know, in Hattiesburg, a lot of people get our name confused with Bank Corp South, but we we are a separate bank, Southern Bank Corp. We are out of Little Rock, Arkansas. Got our start around 30 years ago um, in Little Rock, Arkansas. We've grown to right at a $2 billion bank. We've got 49 branches and serve 65,000 customers across Arkansas and Mississippi. So we, we've grown pretty good bit here in the last 30 years. So um and the focus of the bank is uh, trying to serve in some rural communities where maybe some of the bigger brick-and-mortar banks have left. So we've got a uh, specific story that we want to kind of kind of talk about when we bank with our customers, and um, you know we we just want to help people the best way we can. I know you offer you know the full array of banking services, but I, but I want to let our listeners know this: this was brought to my attention by Southern Miss. That when uh, when Southern Bank Corps came to Hattiesburg, set up shop in Midtown, you just immediately started supporting the athletic department and the university, and and now you're the studio sponsor of the show that covers Southern Miss athletics. So clearly, clearly the bank wants to have a, a warm and good relationship with the university. Sure, absolutely. I mean, USM and you know is kind of the the backbone of Hattiesburg, if you will. Um, it's a big part of this community. And um, being a USM fan, it, it uh, makes it even better to be able to support the university where I work as well. So uh, we look forward to it. We look forward to supporting the Eagles 
whether it's baseball, football, track and field, whatever, we want to be a part. But you've seen, because you've experienced it firsthand, Daniel, the athletic community, how it can merge with the academic community and give you a great overall college experience. But according to the press uh, clippings, um, we know you've beaten Mississippi State. Could you beat anybody else? <laughs> <laughs> I had a few other wins. Okay, um, that's good. I, I, made a, I made a joke one time. A guy asked, said, well, were you any good? And he, I said, well, I won more than I lost. He said, what were you, 10 and 9? I said, yeah, actually I was. I was 10 and 9 over my career. So <laughs> you hit it right. <laughs> you hit the nail, uh, hit, hit it on the numbers. So, but, um, yeah, I, I look back and have nothing but, you know, great memories of USM and playing for Coach Palmer and Coach Berry. Uh, Coach Burroughs, who's now head coach at Louisiana Tech, was on the team then. Uh, Cl- coach Clay Smith, who's now head coach at Colin. So we had a good group of people and a good group of coaches at that time. Well, you know, this COVID thing has kind of given everybody an extra year. If you checked into that, you could have a year of eligibility left. Say that again, Bob. It's kind of breaking up. I said, you know, this COVID situation has created a, a kind of a glitch in eligibility and a lot right. of kids have gotten an extra year of eligibility. Have you checked to see if you might have one? <laughs> you know, I could probably check, but I don't know if there's a spot on that roster for me anymore. Uh, <laughs> I definitely couldn't do the conditioning that we used to be able to do. So, <laughs> where'd you, Daniel, where'd but, you know, go? those guys playing now, are, you know, they have an unbelievable opportunity to get a chance to play another year. So, Where'd you go to high school, Daniel? I went to West Lauderdale High School, just north of Meridian. The Knights. The West Lauderdale Knights. That's How right. How you know that, Sander? Oh my God! <laughs> I don't know. I just well, seen, I, I know all the mascots. Got to play for legendary high school coach Jerry Boatner right. uh, up there. So I think winning his high school baseball coach in the state. So really, um, yeah, really, really good tradition up there. Good baseball team. Even won state championship this past year. So you also played uh, for a great man and uh, Corky Palmer. And as we all know, Coach Palmer's facing some pretty severe health challenges right now. As I told you, we're involved in an effort to, to raise money for his family. We hope to sure. give him a big check uh, opening day. But real quickly, Daniel, your thoughts about uh, Corky Palmer and his influence on your life? You know, he was one of those guys to where um, if he wasn't on you, there was something wrong. So he wanted the best out of you, and he knew what it took to get the best uh, out of you. So, you know, um, thank him every day for being tough on me and for – um, you know, teaching me how to be tough. And I know that's why he's going to, you know, make it through this as best he can because, you know, he's, he's definitely a fighter. All right. Now, we got told we've heard a lot of quirky stories, but we heard this one one time from a player, and I want you to tell me if you think this could be true. The guy's struggling on the mound. He's getting hit really hard. Corky comes out to the mound. Son, I'm going to take you out of the game. And the pitcher says, but, Coach, I'm not tired. He goes, well, hell, I know you're not tired, son, but the outfielders are exhausted from chasing down the line drives. Uh, that sounds just like him. Uh, I can believe that. So he once told me, I, as a pitcher, he told me I wasn't didn't throw hard enough to throw over the white part of the plate. So, you know, that could pose a problem as a pitcher. But, um, yeah, he, he had some, uh, some ways of communicating that were, uh, as you look back, pretty funny. Right. So. Well, you had the Bulldogs number. That's that's for sure. Yeah. yeah, that's for sure. And that's saying oh, yeah. something. Yeah, they're pretty good too. I'll have to give them their due. They're they're not a bad program, Daniel. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I, I've heard of them. Yeah, we've heard of them. Well, I, I want to talk the last couple of minutes. We've got uh, I, again. What, any message you'd like to get out to our listening audience about Southern Bank Corps? Maybe future plan. I had heard a rumor that there might be another 
uh, branch uh, on the horizon. I don't, I don't know if that's true or not, but you're in a great location in Midtown, and uh, boy, what a, what a place to uh, open up a new business. Yeah, yeah, we we are in the Midtown development right now. Uh, we do have plans to be here for a while and to expand. Uh, we're currently looking at other locations and potentially even putting a location in uh, in downtown Hattiesburg somewhere. So uh, we want to be where the community is. And you know, Hattiesburg's kind of funny. You've got downtown, Midtown, Oak Grove, and keeps kind of seem to be going that way. So uh, we want to. Um, not just be bankers, but be kind of advisors. Hey, come to us with a financial problem. We want to be the ones that you come to. We can help you think that through. And whether we can help you or have to send you somewhere else, we want to be able to ensure people that they're getting the best quality financial products, financial services, financial advice that we can give. Um, you know, our, our motto is being wealth builders for everyone. So we definitely want to, um, you know, preach that and talk, walk that walk as we kind of conduct business here in Hattiesburg. And that would be, too, for local entrepreneurs. I know you're involved in, in commercial banking. So, I mean, you guys are open to, I gather, talking to people that have a solid business plan and uh, and need some help in getting yeah. it going. Yeah, we do. We uh, we work with, you know, people with high net worth. But uh, par- also we have a um, 501c3 foundation on the bank are for the bank that helps people that might not be quite so well off and are looking to get uh, a head start. We've got funds from the Community Development Financial Institution um, Federal Treasury Fund that we can use to help get those people started. So, um, you know, no matter where you are in the financial spectrum, we should have a path or a plan to get you where you are to where you want to be. All right. Southern Bank Corp., uh, the new sponsor, a studio sponsor of the Eagle Hour. Daniel, again, uh, please extend our thanks to everyone at the bank uh, for joining our program. And uh, we'll look forward to having you with us when we broadcast from the Conference USA Baseball Tournament later this year. Absolutely. I look forward to it. All right. Daniel Stewart, everybody. I I like his verbiage when he said we're, we're hoping to expand. I think that's what I'm going to say. You, that's what they say about you. Yeah, I say, no, I haven't put on weight. I'm, I'm expanding. <laughs> you know. Daniel Stewart, Southern Bank Corps, new studio sponsors here of the Eagle Hour, and a man who took down the mighty Bulldogs not once, but twice. But twice. Man, he's welcome here anytime. <laughs> we'll be back. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, welcome back to the Eagle Hour. Glad you're with us uh, this afternoon. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Corps studio here in Hattiesburg. Bob Getty, Kelly Santer. I uh, want to thank uh, Daniel Stewart, former Southern Miss pitcher and now the uh, vice president of commercial lending at Southern Bank Corps for joining us. Also, Coach Anthony Winchester from the New Orleans airport as the men's basketball team is headed to San Antonio, Texas for a game tomorrow night against UTSA. The Lady Eagles scheduled to play UTSA tomorrow night in Hattiesburg. Their Saturday game, Kelly, already postponed. Because of COVID. And again, with the way, as Coach Winchester was talking about, it's it's going to be really difficult to sandwich these games 
uh, in to the schedule somewhere later on because, unfortunately for Southern Miss, those were scheduled to be home games, which that's, you know, you're taking two home games away from the Eagles, but you also have the problem of trying to get Western Kentucky and Marshall uh, in here at separate times when they already had things booked and it could cause a logistic well, it nightmare. kind of sounded like they're not going to play those games. At least at this point, you wouldn't think that they are. But, I mean, it's all going to go down <clears throat> to seeding at the conference tournament. And I would think maybe that they would wait and see how important that seeding was going to be for the tournament as to whether they would make them up or not. But you're really putting the screws to Southern Miss because anytime you lose a home game, let alone two home games, it's dis- disadvantageous for sure. We're reaching out to uh, Coach McNellis. I uh, just did a couple minutes ago. She, she'll respond back here shortly, and hopefully we can get her on the show tomorrow. I'd like to get her preview. I don't think the cancellation with the women's game has anything to do with her team. I think it was the visiting team. It was. It was the UTEP, UTEP protocols um, on, the, on the women's team uh, of UTEP. But, you know, the other thing about these, this COVID testing going on now, Bob, the younger, when, when the first one came out, when Delta came out, they always said it was not as rough on younger people. As far as severe, you know, being severely sick and being hospitalized and potentially dying. Well, now a lot of these athletes have been vaccinated. You know, some haven't, obviously, but a lot have. Well, they're getting it again, but they're asymptomatic. They're not having any symptoms whatsoever. So, I mean, at what point, if you're if you're not feeling badly, why couldn't you play? Right. You know, I, I just they're going to have to draw the line at some point because realistically, this is going to be with us till the end of time. Just right. like cold and flu. That's why you get a flu shot every year is to try to minimize the chance of getting the flu. Um, but if this is going to be with us for the rest of time, which it's reasonable it's going to, let's figure out a plan where we're going to be able to play. Right, and it transcends sports. I heard this analogy today about the school system in Chicago, which is now voted to shut down again. And this doctor said every year in this school system and every other school system, we have a wave of the flu that comes through during the winter. It's contagious. Teachers get it. Children get it. You can die from the flu, but very few, very few people do, and especially very few children do. This is much the same, but we're, our reaction is completely different than it is for the flu. Good point. It's a good point, and I'm not sure it's going to – I'm not sure that there's anything good coming out of this anywhere down the road anytime soon. But that's what I'm saying. Okay, well, if you – if we vaccinate our kids to get into school, which they have to, all right, well, let's let's just incorporate that as, a, as another shot they have to have before they go to school. And us older people, you know, we get our flu shots, we get our shingles shots. If we have to get another one, just add that to the list. B12. You know, yeah, as, as we get poked, <laughs> as we get older. But but to shut down everything uh, because of it. I don't know. Yeah, I, that's. I'm not a doctor, but it doesn't appear from what I've read that this this new strain of COVID is in, in the ballpark of what we saw two years ago. Particularly with the vaccinated. Correct. Because you're, you're hearing a lot of athletes speaking out going, well, if I wouldn't have been tested, I would have never known. Right. I felt nothing. I, I don't right. feel any different than I did before. Correct. So, so that's my question is if that's the case. Um, you know, can we not find some way that we can get some of these games? One of in? our employees here. At this station, uh, came down with COVID. He was off during the holidays and uh, fully vaccinated, boosted, and uh, he said it was pretty much like having a cold for two or three days. And again, it doesn't get the vaccine. Obviously, doesn't guarantee you're not going to get it. It just helps your body to be able to battle it. But again, I don't think there, I don't. I think this is here to stay. 
So let's figure out a game plan that, that we can coexist, so to speak. I'm not waving the white flag against COVID, but I'm just saying um, it's one so far because it continues you know, to evolve. So let's figure out a way that we can get these in. Well, hopefully we'll get the basketball game in tomorrow night. It's a good opportunity for the men to pick up a tremendously badly needed win. Yes, for sure. I think they can beat Texas San Antonio. It's, uh, San Antonio. It's also an opportunity for the ladies to get on the winning track in conference play. They lost the uh, first two conference games. So let's just keep our fingers crossed that they get on the floor and get to play. Because consistency is important, too. I mean, that's that's as difficult to deal with as anything else. You play one game, well, then you're off for 10 days because of COVID. Then you go play again, well, now you're off for another eight days. Who would have thought? I mean, you have Who would have thought again this year? Again this year. And I know, yeah. and I know, Bob, that you're a hardcore baseball guy. It worries me. I know in the back of your mind you're going, is it going to seep yeah. into baseball? No, it worries me. There's no, uh, there's no question about that. All right, the New Orleans Saints are still breathing. They're laying on the bed. They're in critical care, but there still is a heartbeat. There's a pulse, yep. And Patrick McGee from NOLA.com will be on the show tomorrow to tell us what the Saints have to do to make the playoffs and what he thinks they can do if they get in the playoffs. And Kelly will probably have something to say about the Cincinnati Bengals. Not too late to get on the Super Bowl train, Bob. Plenty of room. <laughs> Until next time, Southern Miss. To the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the Talk Mississippi Media Production.